Hustles out of the box. Jomerson put it in behind the net to Bowen. That's over right point. Hammers a shot. Here's Hustle the rebound. Great memories right there. Jordan Marion Hosa flying out of the penalty box, scoring the goal. Uh, he had so many great moments. If they don't win that particular game, I don't know if they win the cup that year. Right. I mean, that That's was right. It was, yeah. it was dicey. Uh, Troy Murray, WGN Radio, formerly of your Chicago Blackhawks, dominating the pandemic, being healthier than anybody else out there, taking time to join us right now. Troy, Muzz, good to have you on, my friend. It's uh, haven't heard you in a while, so thank you for taking some time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Are you sitting with some birds and hanging out on the patio? It sounds amazingly peaceful wherever you're at. I'm actually on a bike, just kind of cruising around the neighborhood. Wow, look at you, Troy. You're living your best life. This is great. Wait, hold on a second. You're, you're literally riding a bicycle right now and talking to us. This is amazing. Yeah, just don't ask me to, to text anything or tweet. I'll be in trouble. Wow, this is this is this is kind of like WGN radio history. Yeah, but see, not out of breath at all. He's obviously still in great shape. You know, no issue. Can be on the phone and ride the bike. I love it, Troy. It's did, excellent. Did you forget that you were doing the radio hit tonight, or it, was it specifically strategic that I'm going to ride my bike and talk to these guys? No, actually, just went for a little bike ride and ended up uh, running into some neighbors. So I um, was talking to them, and my, my alarm went off to remind me that I did have the radio show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did bring my headset with me, so I could do it while I was riding. Oh, excellent. We, we, we appreciate it, Troy. Yeah. So thoughts on Marion Hosa going in the Hall of Fame? You're, I, I know that uh, you guys used to be skating partners, right? I was talking about a, a story a little bit earlier this week when he got inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame, and um, it, it was when he was um, skating when it was a lockout, um, and he hadn't been cleared medically, so he was looking for a skating partner, and the Blackhawks asked me if I would skate with him. So I went out with him, you know, and here's a guy in his prime of his career, great shape, and I'm an old guy trying to keep up with there. They they got the defibrillators. They had them close to the bench, and uh, I, I, I survived it. But oh my goodness, what what a treat to uh, to skate with Marion. I mean, he was so strong and so powerful. It was unbelievable. And even when you watched him, you knew that he was strong. But when you when you're playing a little one on one and you're you know doing some battle drills in the corner, you just have no idea how strong that man was. He's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Marion Hosa and when he came to the Blackhawks, at the time he came, you know, you're thinking about a Hawks team that was on the rise, that had gotten close to a Stanley Cup but came up short. He comes in. In terms of acquisitions in Blackhawks history, where does that one rank for you? Oh, well, boy, if there was a more important acquisition, I don't know where it was. I mean, I love the Patrick Sharp trade, uh, which happened prior to that, but... Um, and that was a steal to to get Marion Hosa to sign with the Blackhawks really was significant in my mind because um, not only was the team young and on the rise prior to a couple of years before Marion got here, you know the team was struggling and the team hadn't made the playoffs and made once in ten years. Nobody wanted to come to Chicago. You were having to pay over uh, your overpaid players who were a little bit past their prime to come to Chicago. 
Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, Marion Hosa in his prime went to two cup finals with Pittsburgh and then with Detroit. Uh, he turns around, he looks at the Blackhawks, he sees that this is a young, good core group of guys, and obviously everything, as you said, on the uprise, and he signs you know, a 12-year deal. That was a huge moment, um, not only for the team to get Marion Hosa, but also a huge statement to say Chicago is a destination that people want to come to. And, and that really turned a lot of people's opinions about what was going on in Chicago and opened a lot of people's eyes when Marion signed that deal. Um, and the rest is history. It was a tremendous pickup. I was at the press conference when they announced the signing, and I and I asked Dale Talon at the time, who was the Blackhawks GM, I said, was part of this, you know, not only are you adding in a supreme talent, but you're also stealing away from the Red Wings. And he just smiled at me. He's like, that was the point, young man, or whatever. You, you know. <laughs> he, he loved the double hit because you were taken away from Detroit and adding on, which was a beautiful well, part yeah, of it. Because, and, and that was significant because, you know, Detroit was still at the top of their game. Um, you know, they, they were the team that if you were going to win the Stanley Cup in the, in the West at that point, you had to go through Detroit. Um, so for Marion to make the decision to say, hey, listen, I tried it with Detroit. It didn't work. I love what's going on here. But at the same time, I think my best chance to, to win a Stanley Cup is to sign with the Chicago Blackhawks. So that was huge that, you know, you were able to pry a player like that away from Detroit, who was the flagship team in the NHL at that point. Troy, you've been around the game for a long time. And, and when you were talking about skating with Marion, when you brought up the strength that he has, that's honestly what... I think of when I think of Marion Hosa, the strength that he had with the puck on both ends of the ice, whether on defense or offense, that he could just push people off the puck and possess it in such a way, and then obviously had the skills to be such an effective player both on offense and on defense. Is that kind of the characteristic that you think of most when you think of Marion, or what defines him as a player in, in your mind? Well, he obviously was a special player offensively and, and uh, you know, just so powerful and a, and a big power forward. But the, the way that he uh, played the game defensively um, and quietly went about his business. I mean, he wasn't a guy that said a lot. He was a very quiet uh, individual, uh, great guy, and then had a great attitude and all that kind of stuff, but, but quiet, um, unassuming, if you want to call it that. And, and just his overall game was so impressive and you know, I'm a guy that, okay, I won the Selkie Trophy. I, I kind of look at players maybe in a little bit of a different light. And I see how Marion Ho said he gives a lot of credit to Datsuk and Zetterberg in his time in, in uh, Detroit to, to see how hard those guys worked away from the puck to get the puck back uh, so they could be more successful going the other way. And, and his overall game was just was incredible. It, um, you know, the way that he tracked pucks coming back and, and stripped pucks away and and I played, I had, a, you know, the good fortune to play with a lot of great players in my day. And I, I played with a guy named Yarmer Yager, who everybody knows. If you're yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> but but I, I compare um, Hosa with Yager as far as they're both the same height. They're very large, uh, tall guys, strong, and they use long sticks, and they protect the puck like no other guys. And it's just incredible how, how they can fend players off and still make plays basically with one hand. Um on their stick and, and make incredible plays. So and he just, he was a unique player and I'm happy for him. He's a great guy. Um, and for him to get in on the first ballot is, is pretty special. And I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, so why didn't this guy, why didn't that guy? Uh, and nobody's ever going to be happy. It's not a perfect process, but for Marion to get in, uh, it's just tremendous. Happy for him. 
You won the Selkie when you were 23 years old, Troy, by the way, in a year that you had 45 goals and 54 assists. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty well-rounded game you were putting up there. <laughs> it was just one of those years that everything worked out well. and um, It was a great year. It was a lot of, oh, I had a great uh, line that year, Kirk Fraser and Eddie Olchek, and we all had excellent years. Loved our team, loved playing with those guys. and It was just one of those years that kind of fell into place, except at the end of the year, um, I think we won our division, maybe won the West. Um, we got swept by Toronto in the first round, um, which was unfortunate. But I will say this on my behalf, um, about two weeks before the season ended, uh, I broke two ribs, and nobody knew about that. And the uh, second game before the playoffs, um, I was slashed on a breakaway, and it broke my hand in half. Played the last game of the season, um, and played the first two games in, in the series against Toronto, and Bob Pulford uh, at that point shut me down, and I couldn't hold my stick. And you, you were doing what you had to do just to get into the lineup, um, medically wise. But I was so ineffective that even in the third game, um, uh, they just pulled me out of the lineup, and yeah, that was it. My so God. it was just very disappointing after a great year. You, you, it's, hockey players are crazy. Yeah, you, you guys we, we are love just, you, Troy. Troy, it's amazing. You guys are hockey players are just a different breed of human. I remember after covering, you know, when they were winning the Stanley Cups in, in the last ten years, when they'd have those press conferences after the season had ended and they'd already won the cup, and then you find out all the injuries that these guys are playing with, and like my jaw was on the ground just listening to some of the stuff. So when you talk about it, it's it's really amazing to hear. But it kind of leads me to the next question I wanted to ask you about, which is this upcoming return to hockey. First of all, the Blackhawks being in the postseason is certainly something that uh, a lot of us are excited about. But I'm curious your thoughts just as somebody who played this game at a high level. If you were playing today, would you feel comfortable going back out on the ice given what we're dealing with in the world right now? It's You know, that's a tough question. And um I, I don't know if there's a, a right answer to this. Um, there's a lot of concern, and, and you know, this thing is far from over. Um, but they're doing everything that they can, um, you know, protect the players, to protect the people, everybody involved in the equation if they do start up. And hopefully that, that that's the, the way it happens. But uh, um, I would think that for me as a player, I, I would not uh, be worried. That's my individual kind of choice, uh, but at the same time I know that it's a, it's a real tough decision to make as you move forward. Troy, can you hang on for two minutes and stay with us, or do you got to get out of here? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll okay, alright, we'll, we'll do a two-minute real quick timeout, stay on, stay on track here. Thanks, thanks for holding. Coming back with Troy Murray of your Blackhawks in, in two minutes on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, Troy Murray with us on the Team Hockberg phone line here. Alright, Troy... Can they beat the Edmonton Oilers? What do you, what type of shot do you give the Blackhawks here in a five game series? Oh, I, th- I think everything's up for grabs here. I, I uh, you know what? I don't know who you, you've got McDavid and and Drysaitel on Edmonton, two of the, the best young players in the game. But boy, I wouldn't count out Taves and Kane. And, and goaltending is going to be paramount. And I, I, I'm not counting out Corey Crawford. I think that he's going to be the best goaltender in the series. So I, I'm certainly going to give the Blackhawks a, a good chance to beat the Edmonton Oilers. And I think it's it, there's so many unknowns. Like how many players are in great condition? How many players, you know, are going to be a little bit sore? Uh, you know, stepping right into this high intensity atmosphere um i give youth a, a 
you know, a, a lot of leeway. And I also think that experience is going to be huge in this factor. And, and Chicago's got a lot more experience than the Oilers do. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to ask you about that because it feels like, I mean, there's no way to know, right? This is literally an unprecedented situation. But I would think that having a team like the Blackhawks in this field, given their postseason experience, I would think that that's probably the, the one of the factors that would be most beneficial in such a weird situation, right? Yeah, I, I, you know what? If there's a dangerous team that that maybe people didn't think about, um, I, I think Chicago's got to be one of those teams. I mean, you know, they've got the, the the winning pedigree. They've they've been there. They've done that. They've got some good young players. Um, you know, you've got a, a monster on defense like Duncan Keith. You can play some big minutes. And I've been watching some of the social media stuff, and you're, you're seeing how fit Duncan Keith is and how good he is staying in shape. And uh, that could be a huge factor. I would never count the Blackhawks out. And I, I think if you're the Edmonton Oilers, yes, they're a good young team. They're fast. They're an up-and-coming team. But, boy, in a short five-game series against an experienced team that knows how to get it done, danger. Troy, what do you think about, as far as trying to keep players safe, the, the full face shield? So... I mean, I, I, you can't you can't do that. I, just, okay. You can't. You know that's just my opinion because I, I know where you're going with that. But I, I just can't see players and some players who are older don't even wear the visors. So you know, you, all of a sudden you're going to say you have to wear a full face mask. I, I don't know how that's going to work, and I don't know how the players would accept that. Yeah. Okay. No. No easy answers here. What, what? Yeah, there's not. There's a lot of details to be worked out yet. I know that the, the, the plan is in process as far as, you know, the phases and the stages and all this kind of stuff. But uh, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of details that still have to be worked out. They don't even know what cities they're going to be yeah. uh, playing in yet. Yeah, I think everyone's just trying to figure it out. There's so many questions that we can't answer. But I think yeah. one of the – I don't know if you've heard anything from, you know, people in the league. I know you're so connected in it. Like, what happens if – now, how many players would have to test positive for them to shut it back down? I mean, I, I don't know if you've you've got any insight on that, but I feel like we're all have, trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, you know what? Uh, Jordan, I have no idea. Yeah, um, we're not uh, getting any information. They haven't, you know, the information that's there um, is is very sparse as far as how this is going to work, and um, I, I have no idea what the protocol is going to be moving forward. You know, the, even the so-called bubble hasn't been figured out. I mean, if you're going to go all the way to, into the Stanley Cup final, are you going to be quarantined in, in a bubble situation for, you know, three months? I, I just, you know, there's a lot of details that need to be worked out. And I, I don't know any of them, honestly, and, and nobody knows yeah. right now. Uh, this doesn't necessarily have any impact on anything because apparently – and it changes, by the way, through the day. But I, it seems like we know that it's mostly uh, transferred through uh, breathing and saliva and all that. But I think about like the equipment in hockey and just how much you, you have so much sweat just seeping into the pads and you never get it out and the smell of that locker room. And it just it's, it seems like a huge challenge uh, just to get everything sanitized enough that they can play, just even that part of it. Yep, and, and how do they work that? I know that the, the trainers will be heavily involved in this whole equation. Um, the medical staff, the, the equipment managers, um, boy, it, it, <laughs> there's, just a, there's a lot to absorb as you move forward here because it, as we we're, we're talking about, it's, this is all unknown. I mean, we've never been there before. We've never seen this, so we, we don't know 
uh, what's going to happen moving forward. And, you know, if it, if it just comes to a point where, boy, you know, one team just gets nailed with uh, you know, the virus, what do you do? So everybody's going to be on their toes the entire time. Um, I know that the players would like to have this uh, go smoothly, um, but I think that in a lot of ways, as you move forward and if you start playing these games, you're going to be doing it on the fly. How old were you, Troy, if ever, to get used to the hockey smell? (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) It is so... The equipment, I don't know, it's just got it. It's like a specific smell, though, right? Like, you walk into a hockey dressing room and you know it. Okay, here's the funny thing is I have two daughters and a son. My son played hockey, and my daughters were into uh, question uh, jumping. My son said that the horse smell in the car yeah. was worse than his hockey equipment. The girls said there's no way that the hockey equipment <laughs> way worse than the horse smell. So. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's what I was thinking. I'm like, had, what's I'm the best of both worlds? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, Man- manure and or a hockey locker room, boy. Yeah. I, I had it all. <laughs> Troy, thanks for being on. We we appreciate it. Fing- Great to talk to you, Troy. Finger, fingers crossed yeah. that we can get hockey and hey, the rest of it—football, basketball, baseball—that we can get through this. But uh, it's it definitely feels touch and go. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark and Jordan, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. Troy Murray. All right, see you guys. See, yep, talk to you soon. Troy Murray. Uh, hopefully we'll best. be here. He is the best. I don't I know how he Troy does it. Murray. I mean, honestly, when I was lucky working here the first time that, you know, we were watching this incredible Blackhawks run dynasty occur before our eyes, but it was so cool to be, you know, at the United Center in the – in the booth with John and Troy and Judd and, you know, and, and Zerang and all of us watching these games and listening to them call these things and watching them observe the action in front of you. I mean, like it was unbelievable those times. What impressed me most about Troy outside of the fact that he's just uh, such a nice, good dude on every, yes. on, on every single way, but he literally on the air, he never sounds tired Ever. I know. Pre-game. They can play five overtimes, doesn't matter. Does the game, talks in the intermission, another intermission, post-game show, goes for a, a good period of time, and he sounds the same. Right. I mean, this is a man who is on a bike <laughs> while doing an interview with us. He's clearly... There's got the, the stamina and the shape to be able to do there, it. There's a level of broadcaster fitness that Troy Murray brings to the table that, that few broadcasters have ever accomplished. It's dwarfing us. I will say this, too, because we were talking about Marion Hossa, and I know you, I'm sure you dealt with Marion Hossa at times while he was playing for the Blackhawks. Sure. In my career covering Chicago sports, he is on the very short list of literally nicest dudes. I don't. I mean, Marino. I'm not saying this just because he's going to the Hall of Fame. I know that everyone always likes to say, like, "Oh, great guy, great guy." I'm honestly, Marion Hosa is the total genuine article. He was so he bailed me out several times. He is the nicest dude. Like that guy. Good for you. Glad you're in the Hall of Fame. And he was on uh, the morning show with uh, Bob Surratt this week. So if you want to hear that interview, go to wgnradio.com. And he was. Incredibly gracious on that interview as well yeah. as I was uh, listening to Bob. That in the dude morning. is like I will be a Marion Hosa fan forever. That guy is great. 